Connors T, how are ye? Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast and welcome to the Shoffice. My name is Aaron and I'm sitting down with my sister. My name is Sarika and I wasn't prepared for a radio host man beside me here. <laughs> I've had a bit of coffee, lads. Okay, I so gave what? you. Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast. Mistake. We are doing the intro, Sarika, pay attention. <laughs> welcome to the Candle Tales podcast and the post show chats for this series, the Mythic Places series we are. of the podcast which is very important that we get that right because otherwise people wouldn't know what they're listening to Zorica that is very true in fairness I am I am struggling today it's been a long it's been a long time since I had a day off (laughs) at all and it's going to be a a long time until I have a day off again ah sure look aren't you only lucky to be doing what you love huh yeah (laughs) (laughs) urge to kill Rising. Okay. I mean, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, no murder bot here. No murder bot. Um, no murder bot. We are actually very busy at the moment, which is lovely. Yeah. Uh, thank you very it's much. It's good. Everyone. I'm just tired now. I mean, listen, big shout out to Mead Libraries, who was bu- booking us a, t- uh, a kind of a library tour in August. Uh, shout out to everyone who's been actually contacting us for private bookings, for schools gigs recently. And yeah, we're just loving the chance to tell stories. We'll be telling stories live in Dublin and in VP on the, what day was that, was that again, Sarika? Uh In July? Yeah. The date of the 20th. <laughs> I know this because I thought I was on holidays that date and then I realised that I'd gotten the dates wrong and I couldn't have a holiday. Aww. I can, I'm having. A, I'm just moving the holiday a few days early. Obviously. So I have a holiday still. What people do. Yeah, it's what, it's what normal people do. It just takes me like an hour of going, oh God, what am I going to do yeah. before I go, change the dates. Executive dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> No, you don't. You just need to sleep for a few hours, all right? You just need to have a good night's sleep. That's a good idea, okay? No, we're in the mythical um, post production uh, podcast chat office. It's a very mythic place to be in. It is, um, actually. And we mythically and characteristically um, realised a little while back that well, we weren't doing as many post show chats. We, were, yeah. we had kind of stopped. We'd kind of gotten down to doing like one every four stories. Yeah. And I had a real moment of like, why the fuck are we doing that again? Why, why we do? And then we remembered, because oh, yeah. we talked about it, we remembered that it was really difficult to schedule post-show chats when you were in Guatemala and I was here. Yeah. And so we started doing them less often. Mm-hmm. And then you came back and it was no longer difficult to schedule post-show chats at all. And we just forgot that that was why we made that call and just kept doing it. Because we were like, well, we made a decision once and decisions are hard. So decisions are very hard. They, they take over oh. all of your brain space for that short amount of time. Aaron, uh, we need to go to the doctor. <laughs> um, I, I, I do. I, I, we got a lovely uh, couple of emails from people who've just been listening to the podcast and uh, reaching out to us and saying, hello, are we getting on coming over from America? And... Uh, people who are coming over and travelling and trying to get uh, a couple of shows and we're going hey where are your shows I'm like yeah we're not doing as many because we ran ourselves into the ground there before lockdown but we're still doing shows and we're still planning to do as many as we can feasibly do and be open for bookings as well which is lovely but this episode believe it or not is not just complete shy talk it is looking back at the first two episodes of Mythic Places in Ireland we're talking about stuff 
We're talking about the podcast stuff. The podcast stuff. The story stuff. The story stuff that people enjoy listening to and yeah. listening to us. So Aaron, what was your what was your process for the Giants Causeway podcast? Oh hi Radio Voice. Um, <laughs> I yeah, can do it too. You accuse me of this and then every time I hear your your story or your intros I'm like, that's just you that's, radio voice. Yeah, but you do like morning DJ drive time and I do it's uh, really late and we're gonna listen to some jazz. <laughs> some jazz. <laughs> You say so. I think. Comment, comment, Leave tell us, tell comment us, tell us what our radio voices are for. Yeah, comment in the comment section below and tell us whose radio voice yeah. is. Uh, whose radio voice is, is drive time and whose radio voice is like. See, I think I think your radio voice jazz. is like AM radio. You know what I mean? It's morning show. Stuck in traffic, getting everybody going. We're going to the office now. I got to get myself going. That's what that is. It's, it's me know, getting myself yeah, going in order to. I, I need a boost of adrenaline in order for my brain to put words into my face. I gave you ice cream. You did. It was amazing. It was Japanese. I don't know what. I gave Aaron mochi ice cream and he'd never had it before and it was great. Because it's great. Hurt my teeth because I had to drink tea right afterwards. <laughs> that was your mistake. Hot. I told you that was going to happen. <laughs> Actually, you, you did not tell me it was going to happen. You said you've done a terrible thing by giving me tea and ice cream at the same time with no explanation whatsoever. So this is the that's first I'm hearing of this. That's what I meant. That's what I, meant. I really like hot and cold together. Yeah, that's because you're, I don't know, you're one of the fae and you don't have feelings in your teeth or anywhere. I'm you're not, sure. not supposed to have feelings in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you have sensitive teeth. Go to a doctor. Stop saying go to a doctor. I don't like this vibe. All right, I'm far too Celtic to be going to doctors. So I'll just I'll swim in the sea and I'll yeah, throw yeah, seaweed yeah. at it. Yeah, that'll fix your weird teeth. <laughs> yeah, just chomp down in seaweed. It's, you know, age old cure for all sorts of stuff. Okay, so speaking of seaweed, <laughs> that's actually a very good segue. Right? Oh God! Oh. I got too close to the shopper's wall and she nearly fell. If that, if no, that my chair squeaked against the thing. Yeah, was don't. what I was reacting to because yeah, that's a disgusting noise. Yeah. Apologies for all the viewers, listeners, if you heard that excruciating noise that was sort of falling against the wall. I suppose we could at some point edit this fucking chat. We have 165 episodes, Erica. I we're think never going to do it. We're, we're never going to do, do it. Um, we've gave, given up on that idea a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. And Oshin is n- not going to edit any more well, stuff for us. Yeah, yeah, He's, 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 he's edited out. He's edited um, out. So, we are segueing from Seaweed into the Giant's Causeway. Yes. 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 Before you forget the segue, which I, really, I was very proud of. It was a very good segue. Uh, so tell me about your process for coming up with that segue. Such a dick. <laughs> um, this was a really fun one to tell because we've told it so many times. I think yes. the Giants Causeway is a story we've told mostly as a kid's story. Uh, because Shout out to the time I was telling it to 250 children and forgot it. You forgot it? I, I, I forgot I forgot the setup. I didn't get the setup right. Oh, and, then, no. and and as you know, it was fine. Three people were paying attention. They were on their last day of summer school. They didn't give a fuck what I was saying. They had no interest in anything I was doing. I was wow. just like, I just have to be louder than you. So your teachers, the three teachers at the back who were listening thought it was amazing. I mean, if that doesn't inspire young artists out there <laughs> everywhere, I don't know what will. Okay. Um, I will shout out to the fact that I told it twice this week uh, in primary school in Dublin 8 Mm -hmm. uh, the Educate Together beautiful school and they were doing a whole mythic uh, week and got the whole class whole school rather four shows in a row my god but I got them uh, (laughs) I got them shouting Fianna Fianna a whole group of I think they were 
second, third class, and it was brilliant. Uh, after the Giants goes away, and a group of tour uh, Americans, we should say, like, flew into Ladies Come Castle in uh, Castle Knock recently, and they didn't know what to expect with storytelling. They were like, they just didn't know. Oh yeah, you're gonna do a thing before dinner. Yeah. And you're um, gonna do something cultural. Oh. Yeah, and and so then oh. there was kids kind of came in when the music started, and kids sat up, and oh, oh, everyone was a beautiful ballroom in, in a, it was in a castle it was very epic uh, to be in this beautiful castle and then you know started telling the story and I completely forgot what a northern Irish accent was compared to a Scottish accent I mean you are telling that to a country that doesn't know that there actually is a difference wow well, I don't <laughs> sorry <laughs> you nearly... that was a nice spot <laughs> wow that was okay. is this why we shouldn't videotape <laughs> Um, but you're telling that to a culture that famously think of every Irish Scottish or Northern Irish accent you've ever heard in an American film by a non-Irish or Scottish actor ah uh, yeah it, it's it's not right usually they don't they, there's like there's no way they would have noticed I noticed it so difference. badly though I noticed I know. it so badly because it, was, it, you notice it and then it throws you off is the problem yeah like. that's it I, I never once was consistent with Una's voice so that was it mm. I was like Ben on Donner I was bigging it up for, for the kids yeah you and can I, do Ben and Donner because he's just Billy Connolly yeah basically <laughs> I think I think you need to pick one of the like one of the actors in Dairy Girls right. to be Una yeah yeah and yeah. just do that nice you know, like every one of the Ulster cyclists we have knees in. Stop saying that to people, especially mid-show. The show on Saturday. That was the show on Saturday that we did in Rathcrogan, which is Maeve's Gaff, which was very cool to a very lovely group of people at the end of the Tawn March. And I fully called Aaron out, rotten, right in the middle in of the In the middle show. of a show, in the middle of being, saying a line for Crow McNassa. And it really, you know, it was the curse of Mac. It's not a, it's not a happy story. I'm a professional. Hung me out to dry. Hung me out to dry. I was not very happy with it. Anyway, um, we have been getting around to a few of the mythic places, including Rathcrogan, and we've both been to the Giant's Causeway. Yes. And it is pretty beautiful. Like, if you've ever gone there or if you have ideas of going there, going up is beautiful because you get to see all of the mad. And it really looks cut stone. It looks like it cut absolutely, stone. It absolutely looks wild. It it does. And, and like... It doesn't even look cut stone because it it's quarried in these like hexagons that like hmm. that's not how you quarry things. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's too it's, perfect. It's too regular. It's meticulous. But it's incredibly meticulous. Meticulous is what I said. You did. It's I not a word. I don't think. I was if it is a word, it's very medical. Just keep on going. Just, just. I mean, the theme of today is calling you out. Ah. <laughs> Great, love today then. Yeah, um, it's fun. But it's it fun is, for me. Uh, but yeah, it looks it looks not only like man-made, but like you could see it being like made by something supernatural because it it's it's so regular. And these these blocks are like they're such a regular pattern. They're such a regular size. It's it's extraordinary. So, there's looking. like there, there's a really way you can w- walk up them. Like there's a way yeah. of like you know going from the low to the high and because some of them are little and some of them are tall, but they're tall. all the same kind of you know width around and they're all the like it, it bizarre. Bizarre. So you would never think 
that that was a naturally occurring pattern. In fairness, it does look like, all right, who made it? Which one of you guys did Giants, this? Giants, probably. Giants definitely did it. Giants, um, probably. And it's a beautiful, like you're on the northern coast and like you have the cliff faces, which is, you know, the all around this little lovely island that we have of ours. When you have a steep sheer drop, it's just extremely rugged and out there and you have the ah, sea majestic and, Ireland. Ah, oh, it is lovely. So majestic. So Ireland. <laughs> so Ireland. I, you know, in the summertime when it's actually nice and temperate and, and warm-ish. Um, it's what? It's, 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 it's um, not cold. Never heard of it. Yeah, not cold. Uh, yeah, sometimes it stops raining for a minute. <laughs> yeah, the last this weekend is not a good example of that actually because that's <laughs> been pissing rain. Yeah, and then it decided to be really sunny during the week when everyone was at work. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice trek. It was a nice To trek. be honest, that is actually, I'm pretty sure this is why I, I have always been very convinced by the Dagda controlling the weather because... Totally. He's like either not paying attention or playing a joke. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Very much both. <laughs> not paying attention. Like, What's the joke? <laughs> when, 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 when are all the kids uh, doing exams? Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful weather song. Just beautiful sunshine. Amazing, amazing. And when are they back in school? We'll just have that Rain. week. That week of when they're back in school after summer will be oh, glorious yeah. again. And then as soon as they're out the door, rain. Um, Thunder, gloom, muck. Yeah. So in terms of the Giants Causeway, as a story, it's always mm. struck me as somewhere between a myth and a folktale. You know, it's... Yeah, it has the, that vibe. It has that it's, vibe. It's also the kind of like, it's the myth of, you know, it's it's the creation of the place and it's yeah. the naming of the place and it's it's the like... The explanation of the landscape around you, uh, like some form of, not yeah. quite superstition, which but is it's kind a belief. Of, which is kind of funny because... A lot of the time in myths, when you've got the explanation of the land around you, it's like, ah, that is the body of a sleeping god. And this is very like, no, somebody came over for a scrap. <laughs> well, that, that's like, what I like about it, because a lot, a lot of like, you so know. It's, it's a lot less elevated than some of those like landscape yeah. myths that you get in other places. It's 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 a folk. It's a very folky version of that kind of storytelling. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like on Farm Arab down, down in Kerry, like, yes. you know, the, the island that's a, a it looks Just, like a. Bully looks like a fella lying down in the sea. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. And like you can see it from uh, the south of Kerry and you can see it as you turn turn the corner into Dunqueen looking over it. And it's beautiful. And it's called on Farm Arif, which means... The dead man. Yeah. But there's no story about it. Yeah. You know, there's like, what happened? I'm, I want to always know What's who was the, the giant, who was the man, the why did he lie down? What's the... And no. not that I know of, unless anyone has a show. Yeah, if anyone knows the story of the farm Arab, let us know, because that would be class. He's uh, he's very much looks like a big dude lying in the sea. Yeah. And so then it's interesting. I love the fact that it's tied in with uh, Fionn McCool. Oh, was a giant. You know, then there's versions of these stories where, where Fionn is a giant or his reputation, I, I always mean, like to say. I always think like there's that thing in myth and there's that thing in Irish myth and it's that it's it comes up a little bit in Greek myth as well of like the past was better like people were better in the past and I think it's very much because you know storytellers are you know as they get older and more respected start getting nostalgic about things were better in my day that's not just a thing that happens to human brains where they think things are better in the past that's a true thing uh, you know what I mean sure. I think this is just like successive generations all experiencing nostalgia and therefore their collectively youth. yeah 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 and then collectively being like things were better in the past and my dad said things were better when he was a kid and his dad said that things were better when he was a kid right. therefore you know what i mean yeah. so i think it's just kind of a cumulative nostalgia thing but like it does come up in a lot of the stories where there's that kind of time travel or that time skip element like mm-hmm. Oshin and Tiernan Oak where he comes back and he's 
way bigger than everybody mm. and everybody's little and everybody's kind of you know small and pathetic and measly and he's this like great big which you know in some ways I think is that sort of compounded nostalgia thing but I think in other ways it probably has a lot to do with the fact that you know if you think about poverty in Ireland in the kind of 17-1800s like people probably did get smaller when their, when their diets got poor yeah, 100%. and like you know when people went from kind of cattle herders to, to living off grain that they were the little bit of grain they were able to grow and then off potatoes and literally potatoes and buttermilk was the, was the peasant diet like and yeah. nothing else you're not going to have all your proteins you're, and your well, bee supplements it's, there it's, a, it's an astonishingly complete diet actually yeah you fully can live on it okay. you can but, like, but you're, you're not going to be on like them. you're not no but that's what I mean you're not oh really potatoes have like all of like the the, the, the bits that the spot is missing the dairy will actually give you hmm. so it's it's weirdly complete actually complete pretty huh. much complete but like there's again you're not going to get like you know it's not the same as being you, you you even saw how like how much taller Irish people are of like our generation than a couple of generations back sure, like, sure. and you see it in Europe where you know all the all the Nordic countries got seven feet tall all of a sudden right, used to yeah, be titchy yeah, yeah. Like, you know, these kinds of like, it, a lot of it is diet related. Anyway, that was yeah. a bit of a tangent. But I think Fionn McCool is maybe like, there's a couple of reasons why he's remembered as a giant. Mm. And giants are cool. Um, yeah, yeah. But what? yeah, I also feel like that's maybe a story where the Fionn part is a bit of a, a, a bit of an add-on. Totally, yeah. Like, it's just very like, this giant came over to fight the local big man. And the local big man chased him off. And the Irish local big man became at some point Fionn right but unusually then the story is to flip it and make the giant of the Irish giant utterly in, in Fionn's case utterly useless and dependent on his wife yeah um, which is brilliant and like it's a nice flip of that, of that hero uh, to, to show the strength of the woman that is it's with him a, it's an interesting perspective so there's even I was looking at some of the like little you know bits on the wall down in Rathcrogan at the weekend mm. and, you know talking about you know, what was the role of women in Celtic society? And well, the Romans were really freaked out because their wives fought with them and were just as terrifying as their husbands. And like, you know, this was kind of, it was a much more, like it was not perfectly egalitarian, but it was a much more egalitarian Mm -hmm. thing, uh, society, culture. So I think it, it, like it is interesting that that's, and that was not something that I really noticed in this story when I was a kid. It was just sure. a trickster story. And it was kind of like, it was a Fionn McCool story and it was a trickster story. But it was only when I kind of, you know, we started telling myths and we were kind of, you know, paying a little bit more attention to who's doing what in the stories. And I was like, oh, this is just fully an Una story. Yeah, like, fully this is, is yeah. this is this lady saving the day. Absolutely, and, yeah. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's always been a, it's always been a story of her, uh, her wit. And I, I, the three, and there's a, there's various versions of it, of course. And like the you know the three that I, I like picking are the the stones that are being have been crushed, yeah. the house being turned around, and the the tree dug up to get the well at the at the top. I think there are other ones. There are other ones. I always I always like the stone. I always like ending on on squeezing the water out of the stones. Yeah, because I think that's a nice and then terrified Fionn squeeze, squeezes the cheese and, and Bella Donner is like ooh, yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I have definitely told it with other ones in it and then forgot which one I was doing and then lost track. 
Because you, you're going to have to set them up at the start. And you have exactly you what have I didn't do. I didn't do that. If you either. don't, yeah, like that's, it's it's a really interesting thing about storytelling. Like you got to, it's like telling a joke. You got to tell, like the setup is more important than the punchline. Like you've got to, you got to know where you're going with it. Um, And I think that was kind of, you know, once, once you start thinking of it, kind of constructing it backwards in that mm-hmm. way, it becomes a lot easier. Totally. Um, and it's a funny one to kind of let those pay off. And again, to get so used to telling it. So, and then you get almost absent-minded in, in the in the construction of that, which both you and I have probably fallen into. Yep. But the, the setting up something that seems like just a small, harmless introduction. Yeah. She was always a bit annoyed that her house wasn't south-facing and she stubbed her toe one morning and she looked around for Fionn and then she had to go all the way down to get the, the water yeah. from the thing. Uh, while waiting for Fionn. Cool. Cool. Those things are all kind of seem, yeah. seemingly... It's just, it's just like her daily life it doesn't feel like you're setting up anything in particular yeah 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 um, but yeah then when Ben and Donna arrives of course it gets it gets nicely paid off and then that is our explanation for this bizarre shaped thing is that this giant is quarrying stuff with his hands yeah Um, and that's why they come out that shape and then he, he flings them back in a, in a heap and he just has an amazing I always like to think that he, he throws them as he's going yeah and he's just like the first one he kind of just leaves there and then just just you know it makes sense in my head that he just keeps on casting and they land in the exact same spot yeah because they're in a big they're in a big pile yeah yeah, you know there's a there's a lot there's a lot lot. I mean it it is a fair stretch to Scotland you would need all of them and possibly more if you were giant I'm just saying well I mean it depends on how long the giant's legs are and how many steps in between each Pillar. Look. Uh, you know what? Somebody who's good at sums can find out and figure out exactly how tall or approximately how tall Ben and Donner is by finding out how many of those stones are at the giant's causeway and the distance between the giant's causeway and the nearest point on the, on the coast of Scotland and doing some sums to figure out how how, what what would be the space between them that you'd have to put them at and then you would find how, how long his legs were and then you could make an approximation of how tall he is there's a challenge lads. there yep. you go look there's yep. a challenge <laughs> somebody <laughs> else do some <laughs> we'll just stick with the stories and yeah. you do the sums and let us know how tall he actually is because I still like the fact that he's as tall as this guy it's just a nice um, you know easy way out of that one sure no sums involved in that one Um. <laughs> And no, of course, he was sixteen meters tall, exactly. Of course, the you know the real explanation is something, something volcanic rock, something you can look it up on Wikipedia. I'm not really sure what the story is with the Giant's Causeway. I like my story. You can figure out what story you want to listen to. Volcanic rock. Yeah. It's very very hot. Very very hot. The ocean. Yes. Very very cold. Very cold. It's a very hot thing. Very hot thing. Meets a very cold. Thing. Very cold thing. <laughs> Giant's Causeway. Right, okay. Get it now? Get it now. Get it now. Our giants. That are giants, like, that are giants. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, seeing as we've told that one a few times, many, many times, and oftentimes to kids, and we worked it out, you know, I was able to play with how I told that pretty easily in terms of the podcast. You were the exact kind of counterpoint on Blarney, eh? Because uh, that was <laughs> not a very enjoyable one for you to tell. Oh, uh, <laughs> I hated it so much. I didn't hate it. Tell me about your process. Sorry, again. <laughs> the 
what a, what a good question, Very good Harry. Question. What an intelligent question. Shut up and tell me what your process. <laughs> uh, I read a lot of stuff. Uh, I listened to. I think you'd done one on it. Well, I had. I done clean as wave, which was yeah. You done. You done clean as wave, and you'd done a tie-in with clean as wave. So I read a lot of Blarney stuff and I read a lot of stuff about because I was trying to get my head around like what's the historical context for yeah. this guy who built the Blarney Castle and it was so fucking complicated. There's a lot there. Because like everybody's fighting with everybody. <laughs> There's some English people happening. <laughs> it's terrible. They're kind of invading but kind of not. And actually kind of like doing a weird legal thing where they're like this isn't an invasion we're just confiscating your land and there's like there's all kinds of shit going on in England that I have no idea what's happening there kings and queens and lunatics Um, just like there's just there's a lot going on like I the the fact that your man was I think he was the ninth earl and he was the son of the sixth earl (laughs) because there have been fucking three earls in between and Mm. he'd murdered one or two of them lovely like all of, all in the same family. Wow. And that was like one family. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the Earls of Muskery. That's that's what that's what he was. That's what they were, the, the, the Blarney heads. But like that was one family. There was all these different earls. There was all this different like Irish nobility like running around the place. Just fucking infighting. <laughs> and like that of course kind of, you know, famously or at least from my understanding of it, it was that disunity that, of course, allowed the sort of the opening for for colonization to happen because there was no high king of Ireland to go. Listen, lads, we need to get our shit together. Yeah, let's all band let's together all against, band those, together guys. against yeah, those guys because they weren't those guys. Like Ireland and England, I think up until certainly up until the Norman invasion, were like very culturally similar. Yeah, yeah, mixed, and there was. And and there were very, I think there was, you know, there was a lot of travel to and fro, I would say. And there's probably like, there was a lot of like, yeah, there, I mean, there still are sure. a lot of cultural similarities in Ireland and, and, and England and the rest of the, the um, UK. So, but I suppose, yeah, what, like what I, I find interesting in, like I focus on clean, uh, clean as wave. I took some poetic license with understanding the story of the, the, the rock and, and what I had kind of known in the background of, of the McCarthy's and then just kind of told it as a story to folks on Kleena which is quite freeing and we, we've, we've talked about how we you know put two logical steps in between the mythical kind of landscape that allows us to do that to yeah. take those kind of poetic licenses but it, you can't quite do that when it's history yeah well that's the thing or it's more restrictive and I was kind of like I don't want to and also it's, it's a history that has, has some gaps in it which yeah. is a little annoying, like the court case that he's going to. I did. I couldn't find anywhere written down what that was about. Right. What the court case was about. So it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> just the court case. Just the, like because he because it was that was the thing that like that started to trip me up. Where I was like, well, he went to argue a court case in Dublin and had the dream the night before, and then it was his son who had to go over to England to stand in front of the Queen and argue to her, and she's the one who said that's a load of blarney. So there was there was. That was kind of like, okay, poetic license is cool, but I actually have to, I feel like I have to stand on a little bit of solid ground before I can start doing that. Right. So, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Um, Which is interesting because uh, listening to it, like, is, 
I I, th- I thoroughly l- enjoyed listening to the very uh, slow paced delivery, the very the accuracy, which I find very immersive of facts and names. I know some people get kind of overloaded by uh, when when there's a lot of detail or, or names. I often find that just adds to my level of immersion. I don't hold on to the names as much, and I allow myself to fall into the kind of the background. And of course, Alan Homan put music to this, and uh, it, you know, very subtle in the background. Uh, it's just a kind of a few chords, just very boom, and that's kind of the, the mythic resonance that was kind of going through the story, which yeah. which led into that kind of somewhere between history talk, somewhere between a myth yeah. and a story. And like it works for as a podcast and as a as a thing to listen to. I I mean I think it's I think it's an interesting thing about you know any kind of creative process is you're often not actually a particularly good judge of what output is good because the thing that you have the most crack doing might not be that much fun for anybody else. Right. And I think we've all like I know I have definitely seen like films particularly or plays where I'm like the people in this are having more fun than I am. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like you guys had a great time making this film and it shows, but unfortunately Yeah. It is actually taken away from it's a the li- thing. It's a little bit more so I, I find it on, on stage when everyone is having so much crack on stage and you can tell and like Yeah. You're like, mm, right, yeah. lads. You're uh, like, cool, we're here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. actually I thought that kind of was the point. You know? So right. it is. It is a little bit like I think some. You know, some as you're not the best judge of your own. But the, stuff. Com- the counterpoint to that is. is the well, it's also no fun to watch somebody who's having a fucking thoroughly miserable time. Of course, but the. But I mean, the counterpoint in, the, in a positive regard is when you maybe don't necessarily overly enjoy the uh, the experience, but the process. The, impro- the process, but the product actually comes out as a as a something that clicks and works because again you've. You know, you've hit hit the beats. You know how to deliver the tone and variation, and all of that stuff works. And like the the, the storytelling aspect of that tale really, really works, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah. Um, well, and we'd I love to hear your comments as well if you liked the indeed, story. Sorokit didn't like. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like telling it particularly. Um, I haven't particularly listened back to it either. But like, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh... But you have a, you have a difficulty listening back to anything you do. <laughs> difficulty listening to anything. Um. That's fair. <laughs> hence, hence our continual push pull about whether to send voice notes or text notes on WhatsApp. <laughs> it's push pull. It's push pull. It's push pull. <laughs> that Aaron keeps sending me voice notes and then keep going. Please stop. Please, I have to. This, this, this takes too much effort. Keep it me. short. Try keep it short. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. But I, I, I guess the, the uh, you know, the like the, the thing about Blarney. You know the fact that we're from there, closer to the tower. We've kissed the Blarney Stone, I think, three times, if not more. A um, couple of times. Like when we were younger, and it is a beautiful, it is a beautiful area. I mean, like mm. during the lockdown last year, when I, when I was stuck in Cork, I was going there nearly every week just to go around the forestry. Uh, the lands there are gorgeous, mm. and they're really well maintained. There's a beautiful lake there. You can go all the way around the lake and see different different sites and different angles of the castle. The gardens are so well maintained, and there's a, a, a tomb, um, a standing stone. What's it called? A megalithic tomb. Um, there's a ring of stones, isn't there? There's a stone there, circle. There's a stone circle as well. I think hey. that might have been kind of put in there. I'm not entirely sure. There's okay. definitely there's definitely an I found a story about it, but I can't remember which fucking. Story. <laughs> I can't remember if I put it in the podcast. To be honest, I don't think I did because that was also kind of like 
part of that was finding a lot of stuff and then deciding what stuff I wasn't going to do. <laughs> do you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get you, that's getting over uh, burdened with too many details mm. and how to weed it exactly. out and find the through line. Exactly. Now, with something like that, when you have so much detail, dates, names, court cases, who's invading who, what do you actually want to focus on? You want to focus on the stone and clean it. I don't think I was nearly as precise with this as Aaron thinks I was. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can just <laughs> claim to be. No, I but feel I, bad. But I think your head does that anyway. I think, like, even, like, I'm just trying to describe. I also thought so. And then I tried to do this podcast and I was like, oh, it doesn't. <laughs> I couldn't be a historian. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Very, very true. It there's is some, hard. There's some things that my brain arranges very well. And, and then everything else. <laughs> you know. Uh, people, people, ask, is... people sometimes ask me how do you remember the stories and I'm like there's a lot of room there's a lot of room I think this is that a good is, time to for most people it's assigned like birthdays and names and all of you know yeah day what a date is yeah autobiographical memories not there oh I don't remember anything that's ever happened to me <laughs> or that you've done or said or that I've done or said I yeah. forget everything I say as soon as I say it it's... if anyone thinks that these podcasts are very repetitive that's why <laughs> as soon as I I've said not. it I've completely forgotten it I hope they're not but I have no idea yeah we don't ask, I won't be asking her I'll be, <laughs> I'll be asking you um, we'll be, oh, oh no that's the sound of the wall uh, getting uh, rubber sound, ball I think that's the sound of the end of the podcast because you've been desperately trying to cut me off for five minutes I have been I have been um, apologies if there's been some strange noises up the top of this because the wind is windy and there's some I don't know she spirits up there there's uh, some branches branches do you know what it's not branches. late enough for the foxes to run across the roof so count yourself lucky frankly uh, yeah people thank God listening for that um, <laughs> that's an unnerving sound when you're not used to it <laughs> that was just branches apologies <laughs> for the branch noises uh, thank you very much for the Patreon support guys you uh, are absolute legends you help us uh, maintain a bit of inspiration as these tell these stories and as the branch also waves goodbye we will too uh, yeah Slan yeah. Cromor and see you next time. You. <laughs>